friend. You're listening to The Alchemy of the Human Experience, and my name is Giselle Beaumet. I'm so thankful that you're here and that you're listening in. I appreciate you doing so. So I'm going to jump right into the topic today, and we're going to be talking about drinking. We're going to be talking about getting lit. We're going to be talking about alcohol and uh just sharing some thoughts about it. Okay, so it's a tricky little topic because people tend to get offended when when their alcohol intake is questioned or or they feel that their alcohol intake is being questioned. Is alcohol is heavily accepted, right? Like alcohol is very, very much accepted in our society, more so than any other substance. Alcohol is very accepted in our society. And so, you know, when anybody starts talking about, hey, what's up with the amount that you, you know, the reasoning of why you might be drinking, not so much the amount, but the reason with what you, why you might be drinking, it gets a little sensitive. I get it. I, I get it. Okay. So I want you to listen with an open mind because I'm just sharing my experience. I'm sharing my experience and how honestly, how I found myself questioning my intake of alcohol and what I did about it. And maybe it's helpful to you in some way. Okay. So number one, I I rarely drink. So I'm at a point right now in my life where I rarely drink. I I can't say I'm sober because I don't have an addiction. So I don't have an, I'm not addicted to alcohol. And so I reserve that word sober to the people who are doing that deep, deep inner work of sobriety. I've been friends with a few people who are have gone through that process. And, uh, and I see how dedicated they are to that process. And I have a lot of admiration for that. I have addiction in my family. So I always was aware of that, but I don't have an addiction myself. So this is coming from someone that as those who are in sobriety would say is a normie. (laughs) I'm a normie. Um, my relationship with alcohol was I drank in my in my twenties, as as a lot of people do. I drank in my twenties. And then in my thirties I was mostly having babies. So there was a period of time when I wasn't drinking much, if at all, because I was either in postpartum, I was breastfeeding, or I was pregnant. <laughs> or all three. You know, so um so I didn't drink much for a good part of my thirties, but as my old as my youngest started to get a little older, I did start drinking again. And I I my my choice was always wine at the time. I would drink wine. I was running a store. I was taking care of the kids. I was um I was married and we lived a really full life. There was a lot of things to do. A lot fell on me as the maternal mental load. If you don't know what that is, look it up a maternal mental load. And uh, there was a lot of anxiety that I was struggling through. A lot of anxiety. Not a lot of people would have been able to tell from the outside, but it was happening. <laughs> and so I found myself drinking wine 
to kind of relax a little bit, you know, to reduce that anxiety for that moment. But what happened was that that glass of wine became two glasses of wine, three glasses of wine, and there were evenings and nights where I was drinking four glasses of wine. And that went on for a while, a while. I don't, I can't remember exactly how long, but in my mind, I want to say that it was probably like a good year or so where I was drinking wine every single day. I needed to have a, a glass of wine at the end of the day. And again, it was to what I felt it was to relax my, to kind of appease my anxiety, to make it a little bit better for me. And then when I realized that I was using wine to feel better, I was able to stop. I, I literally was. I was able to stop. And I I think that was about the time where I decided to join a gym. And that increased, obviously, kind of joining a gym, moving your body, whatever it is that you do, moving your body does actually help with, does actually help with anxiety. And so I found other ways to feel better without relying on the wine. I still drank, you know, like social drinker at that point. And then I remember there was another part of my life a few years down the road where I was going through a hard time. And once again, I was finding myself relying on alcohol to make me feel a little better, you know, especially towards the end of the day. At that point, I realized I was allergic to grapes. So there went wine and I was drinking vodka drinks and it was to make myself feel better. And then I didn't like that either. When I realized, oh, wait a minute, I'm back again. I am relying on something outside of myself and on a substance, an alcohol, to make me feel better inside. And so I reduced that. And it was about that time that I started to meditate. And I started to wonder, could meditation make me feel calm, even in moments that normally would have made me feel stress or given me anxiety? instead of relying on alcohol. I also started to do more and more research because at that point I was actively going to the gym, I was powerlifting, and I started to look on what was alcohol doing to my body. And that's about the time where I learned that, you know, the reason why we get buzzed is because it is toxic to our body and it is our body's way of trying to reject what we're consuming with the alcohol. There's nothing good that was happening to my body because of the alcohol. And so the more I learned about that, including the risks of drinking, I it just wasn't appealing. I didn't want it, despite the fact that there were parts of me when evenings were stressful or where anxiety would rise where, yeah, I it felt appealing but I didn't want something that was actually harming me to give me a false sense of relaxation. I wanted to find a solid form of relaxation. And I got into meditation at that, at that, around that time in my life. And so now I've gotten, you know, it's been a few years and I've gotten to the point where I rarely drink. I rarely drink. I don't have a need for drinking. If I am reaching a point where I'm feeling stress, I will meditate. I will take some moments of stillness and that makes me feel grounded without the hangover. <laughs> um, anyway, through this process, I've really been thinking about why 
A, why is alcohol so accepted in our society when it's actually so damaging to our bodies? It does not. It was a false sense of relaxation. It does not. It actually increases anxiety and works against our body's system. Yet it is so accepted. Now, I don't have a problem with anyone drinking if they, if they want to drink and drink. I always invite anyone to think about the why. Why am I drinking? So that's the part that always brought me back to, whoa, I need to stop because I would analyze the why. And so I invite you, if your why includes, well, because mothering is really hard, I need it at the end of the day, or work is really hard, I need it at the end of the day, or I'm really anxious when I go to these places, so I need to have a drink to feel more relaxed. Or when I'm having a social activity, I need to have a drink to kind of loosen up. You know, all these things that we hear about drinking. So I invite you to analyze the why, analyze the why, because whatever you think the alcohol is actually doing for you, it's a false sense of it. The actual need that your mind, body, and spirit is saying, I need something to help me relax, to help me ease up, to help me feel less stressed, to help me loosen up. That's a need. That's a valid need. Is there another way? Is there another way to be able to fulfill that mind, body, and spirit need? Is there something else there that the alcohol is putting a band-aid on? Those are the kind of thoughts that each time got me away from alcohol. And you know what ended up happening? I felt so much better because I found other ways to fulfill the need of my mind, body, and spirit that were actually actually taking care of that need and not just providing a false sense of taking care of that need. I enjoy, there's nothing better than not waking up with any form of a hangover, none. There's nothing better for me than knowing that I can go anywhere and have an amazing time and not have to drink to be able to have an amazing time. I can embody who I am authentically like it or not, I'm going to be me and I don't need to drink to try and make me more acceptable to the location in which I am. And I like the fact that even when at times I'm like, ooh, mm, maybe a little buzz might be nice. I like it when I'm able to choose something else because I know that that buzz is just a shallow form of satisfaction. So what else can give me that feeling that I'm going for? There's a feeling there that I'm going for. So what else can give me that feeling that is actually good for me? You know, and so I find ways to do that. When I first began, was it super easy? No. Now, heck yeah, because the other thing I take pride on, especially growing up in a household where I watched my dad overly drink, he was an addict, and I watched my mom always needing to drink when she was out and about with her friends or socializing, and um, alcohol was just part of our household. I take pride in the fact that my kids don't see their mother drinking. 
that I remember the other day I bought a um, an herbal, uh, what is it called? I don't even remember what it was called, but it's, ba- it's made out of like fruits and herbs and it's supposed to be like a, oh gosh, like a fizzy, a fizzy non-alcoholic drink. And it came in this beautiful bottle. And when they saw it, they were like, you drink? That actually made me really proud. From my, from my growing up to having my kids be like, you drink? Made me really proud. And I'm like, no, that's actually um, a fizz. I forgot the name of it, okay? So I'm forgetting the name of it. And I, I said, you know, you guys could drink it if you want. It actually has no alcohol in it. And they they did. They were like, oh, yeah, let's have some. And it, by the way, it tasted like, um, like I, if I had bought a sparkling like sparkling water and let it sit out overnight. It was not the worth, it was not worth the cost of that bottle. <laughs> I I fell into the marketing thinking that it was going to be a fun, you know, fun little herbal fruit drink um, for like $35. And it, I might as well have bought sparkling water, like lemon sparkling water and let it sit overnight. It would have been the same, but I digress. <laughs> so again, Here's how you're going to know if, do I need to do something about my drinking? Do I actually need to listen to any of this? Because I'm not an addict. You know, you might be saying, I'm not an addict. I can quit whenever I want. Me too. Me too. I'm not an addict. I was able to quit whenever I wanted. But there was still that need. And there was still that why. Okay. You'll know by how you're feeling listening to this. If you're feeling like, you know what, this is a good point. I should probably just ask, you know, kind of like, look into the why, that, that's interesting, then you're open. If you're like, oh my God, like I need the drink. Like it's not that big a deal. I just have a glass. Like another person on me about something, I work really hard, I deserve this drink. Then what's there? What's there? What's there that is creating that defensiveness? Because believe me, I've been there. Okay, and there was something there. <laughs> there was definitely something there. <laughs> uh, it was the why. It was the why. It's not about the alcohol. Yeah, it's not that. It's not good for your for your for my body. It's not good for anybody's body. It's the why. Examine the why. Thank you so much for listening, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can send me a direct message on Instagram or reach me on the website. I'll put the links on the show notes. Be well.